Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the skeletons in our closets. How are you doing? I'm Alicia Herder. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, Tea Leaves and the Future, Witches in the News, and a Spell to Appear in the Dreams of Others. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing really good. It's a little bit, or it was warmer. It's not warm today. No, but this episode comes out in springtime. Finally, God. It's going to be so nice. The wait is over. Once the first day of spring hits, I'm changing to jackets, and nothing's going to stop me. That winter coat <laughs> is not coming back on, and I don't care if I have to be miserable for the next three weeks. I'm just going to live in it. I'm it's going to be amazing. <laughs> like look at my light jacket it's called a windbreaker yeah it's called a windbreaker but yeah there was something i wanted to there are two things i wanted to do for our check-in my friend holly who's also an artist she's a fiber artist sent me like a witchy little care package and it was so cute i think that's her love language is like gift giving yeah and so she's so good she knows exactly what i want along with like a couple little sweet treats and stuff like that she sent me this book on witchcraft and on the inside is like this little note she wrote for me it's a really old book it's super tiny and small and she didn't write in the book i just want to add it's on a hello kitty little notepad and it says this book was printed in great britain in 1958 it has traveled across an ocean back and forth across a continent and through 60 years of time to reach your hands. I hope its contents are at least half as interesting as its history. Love, Holly. That's so sweet. It's so sweet. And then she also got me like a Scorpio self-care book, which is just great. It's exactly what you needed. It's really, I mean, honestly. But I just wanted to plug her Etsy super quick. Plug that Etsy. Plug it up. Plug up your Etsy. It's a dripping out onto the floor. Oh no, shouldn't want a pad today. Okay, so her name is Holly Rigsby and she is Azure Patterns on Etsy. So that's A-Z-U-R-E Patterns, P-A-T-T-E-R-N-S. And she does amazing little embroideries. They're beautiful. And then I joined a plant club. And she joined a plant club. And so I haven't been to a meeting yet because I have social anxiety, but I'm working on it. And it's like a little club that meets in Brooklyn that like you bring clippings of plants. Mm -hmm. You just bring one and then everyone brings clippings of plants. And then you like talk and stuff. And then you get to bring home, you trade plants and you can plant them. And and you have their plant. And you expand your plant empire. Isn't that so cute? That's so cute. It's like a little exchange. You should already see the desk setup she has. Like, there's little plants everywhere. So oh, yeah. It's going to get crazy. It's going to get fucking wild in here. <laughs> I want, yeah, I want to live in, like, a little jungle. I basically want to live in the house from Kiki's Delivery Service, the first one, where her right. mom is, like, a potion maker. And it's, like, her entire – have you ever seen it? Yeah. It's, like, her entire house is, like, covered in ivy, and then inside is, like, this greenhouse that is just full of plants. And she just lives in a greenhouse, She basically. does. It's so beautiful. So that's my plan for my future. I feel like that's possible in New York. Like, I walked past a house the other day, and it was just plants in the window, but, like, big plants. And Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, with, like, all the lighting and stuff to keep them warm. And Mm -hmm. I was like, their electricity bill is very high. Oh, yeah. Very, very high. But how was your week? Tell me about your week. 
Man, Mercury and retrograde got me good. I know. Well, for one, everyone witnessed that Facebook, Instagram shutdown yeah. the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm by the other day, I mean two weeks ago for you guys. But that was okay. That was okay. I was like, I'm not getting as many likes on this beautiful picture that I fucking posted. <laughs> but you know what? Life goes on, I guess. C.A. Lovey. Not my life. Not Just mine. life goes on. Then yesterday, my LCD on my laptop stopped working. So Marcel was smart enough to connect it to a monitor. So basically I have a dumbass desktop computer with a laptop. It's very awkward. And I'm going to go home and back up all my footage tonight because that's what you got to do when it looks like the end is near. And so how old is that fucking computer though? Oh, it's three years old. Thanks, Apple. <laughs> Thank you. And this is not the first time that the LCD has fucked up. So have you just gotten replaced each time? Well, I got it replaced and I was a few days outside of my warranty, but they were like, all right, we'll cover it. You're literally three days outside of it. And I was like, thank you so much. (laughs) And then it fucked up on me one time when I was in Indiana. Oh, fuck. There's one Apple store in Indiana. And it's at the fashion mall. And I go there. I take my laptop. And then my laptop's working fine. Oh. And I had recorded video of it fucking up. I had sent it to a friend. They were like, go to the Apple store. See if they can help. And I think it was right before my thesis film shoot. So I was like, well, I kind of need my fucking laptop. I got to communicate with other people. And then it was fine. And then recently, it's been getting like random static lines on one side. But it was fine. And it's been like that for three months. And I have no idea why it started that. I didn't like drop it or anything. There's no blame. Blame on me for this one. No, it's not your fault. It's never your fault. And then yesterday, I kept turning it on and off and doing the thing, but it was just a black screen, and it was so tragic. God. And it's like, it, you have to plug it into, like, one of those big flat screen TVs. Yeah, basically. So that everyone can see your fucking business. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Not like we really have a place to put that monitor, either. So right now, it's on our island table, where You're... I normally do my work. Oh, no. So I'm like, well, I hope it's heavy enough that the cat can't push it over. Like, oh, I didn't even <laughs> think about that. I literally didn't even think about that. I know. I'm just like, you think we'll Ar- see. Artemis, like, stepped on it, maybe? She's so tiny, She though. is. She's like, a very light cat. She's very light. I don't think it would. And also, I've never actually seen her. Like, sometimes she'll, like, sleep next to it because it'll be warm and, like, radiate that heat. But she doesn't, like, full-on stand on it unless you're typing. (laughs) And then that's not – she's not standing on the screen. No, she's standing on the keyboard because she's trying to communicate from the dead, (laughs) you know. But in better news, the new Queer Eye is out. That's very exciting and heartwarming. And they did this beautiful moment for one guy. Because when this comes out, Queer Eye will have been out for two weeks, so you guys should have watched it. So I'm going to give you a spoiler, and it doesn't matter. And I'm sorry for you, Tara, because I'm just going to do it. So during one episode of Queer Eye, this guy keeps self deprecating himself just in his humor so he'll use it and kind of like make fun of himself and pass it off as just you know comedy and humor so he makes light of the situation even though he's feeling very self-conscious and uncomfortable and Karamo like god bless Karamo makes him stand in front of a mirror at like a huge dance studio so you know those big mirrors oh yeah and he's just like no one else is saying these awful things to you that you're like you're fat or you're ugly or you're not talented enough or like you're not successful enough no one looks at you and is saying those things people are looking at you and they're being like you're kind you're funny like you're really strong you're a good father and so he made him write it out with a washable marker on the mirror like all these good attributes about him and then made him like start writing them too and coming up with his own about like what greatly positive traits he has and it's just such a powerful moment where this guy is staring at his reflection and all these words are surrounding him like affirming him and who he is and he just like had this major breakthrough about 
how the things we tell ourselves, like sometimes no one else is telling us these things. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, even if you're like, wow, I look really fucking ugly today. Or like, I'm not talented. I haven't gotten into any shows recently. My film hasn't been screened anywhere recently. No, no one's looking at you and seeing that. They're like, wow, you're powerful. You're independent. You're badass. You're super strong. You're very empathetic. You're so fucking funny. You are incredibly talented. People only know some people by their talent. And it was just like, you're a great friend, stuff like that. And it was a very powerful moment. And basically every episode of Queer Eye, I've like cried my way through. So if you guys aren't watching the new season of Queer Eye, I think you should hit it up on Netflix. Don't cry. I'm sad. (laughs) Well, it's true though. It's like, I mean, I feel like we all have a narrative in our head and the lies and the things that we tell ourselves, the stories that we tell ourselves. And they're really old stories. Yeah. And ways about thinking about our value and our worth. Yeah. That, like, maybe I haven't heard anyone else put me down that way in, like, decades. But I still remind myself and tell myself them every day. Yeah. But it's all about being, like, yes, that's something you've dealt with. And that is awful already. But you don't deserve to treat yourself that way. Yeah. We bully ourselves. Yeah. When we're not being bullied, we become our own bullies. Yeah. And so I think it's really great for everyone to remind themselves of their good attributes and just what other people see and like why they like hanging out with you and especially if people ask you to hang out and you're like no I'm a burden or like they're just doing it because they pity me maybe like they don't like maybe they just want to hang out with you yeah it's not about like oh I'm gonna do this because it'd be nice of me to do this like most people if they're reaching out to you it's because they genuinely want to see you and like have a connection with you Mm -hmm. that's my shitty ass week (laughs) anyways We're going to talk about tea leaves today and reading tea leaves. Why? I don't know. (laughs) I'm just very anxious about the future. Yeah. It's like probably one of the most immediately gratifying forms of witchcraft. Yeah. I love reading tarot and I love going to psychics and stuff like that and there's something about it even if I don't necessarily feel it rings true to my life in the moment it's a really nice way to connect myself to the divine or whatever you, yeah. or the universe or like your goddess or whatever you want to call it it's like a very immediate message yeah as opposed to like sometimes when I'll do a spell I like won't feel its presence for months yeah even so yeah so we're gonna read tea leaves today and it's really I think that all of you should feel very lucky because Alicia and I hate tea I hate tea but I hate tea we're doing this for you I've never had a tea that I liked say thank you so I mean (laughs) at this point in the podcast (laughs) this is a good time if you want to join us to start brewing your own tea I don't know how you do that I've never fucking made tea so we're doing it today we're doing it today she did something with water so if you know how to brew tea is it even brewing well you can do concoct tea do you cook tea do you bake it do you fry it saute it no broil (laughs) i have chosen there's like this adorable like crystal and herbology place in greenpoint called oh i didn't know you went out of your way to get this tea i did so it's called antidotes and it's in greenpoint and i love it you can buy pendulums there you can buy a bunch of plants there crystals wearable crystals stuff for spells and potions it's like amazing so i have purchased can you hear it I have purchased English breakfast for myself and for Alicia. Here, we'll shake it. Oh, it smells good. Yeah? Good. Chai. (laughs) Chai tea. Kai tea? Chai tea? I think it's chai. I think it's chai, too. I've only had a chai latte, so that's why I was like, let's do chai. As we begin to prepare teas, I just wanted to give you guys, like, a little bit of history. So, tassiography 
is the real name of reading like little itty bitty bits in drink. Tassiography also includes reading coffee grounds and wine sediment. Wait. How do you read wine sediment? We drink rosé, so there's no bits in it, I don't think. Where are the bits? I've seen bits in like, my parents drink a lot of red wine, and I guess there's bits in that. Like the stuff that stains your teeth in the red wine? I don't know, because my parents put it through like this little decanter, and it goes... And it like it's like a little egg thing that they pour it into, and it gets rid of all of the bits. Which I'm like, don't you know that you could be using that for future reading? Don't you know you can buy wine without the bits? Don't, Daddy, no. He's like, I'm so, I'm so. It's just a Capricorn and a Gemini, you guys. Like, you gotta <laughs> let it slide. So it is said that China, the Middle East, and ancient Greece all independently developed tassiography, but with different types of drinking things, right? So it's How like crazy. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. And so Western tassiography can be traced to medieval European fortune tellers who developed their readings from splatters of wax, lead, and other molten substances. Ceromancy is divination through melted wax from candles, which is really cool. That is really cool. And maybe dangerous. Molybdomancy is divination through molten lead or tin that's been dunked in cold water, and it makes, like, these crazy, clumpy shapes. Why? <laughs> I guess... Why? Who was like, I don't make this weird-ass shape that I can't do anything with, but read my fortune, and now I gotta throw it out. Well, maybe it's... it's dangerous. It's, it's dangerous. But maybe it's, like, old people that worked in, like, ironworks and stuff. They're like, well, we got all this trash, so <laughs> let me see how else I can sell all this trash. Let me tell you a future. <laughs> what? And, <laughs> you are not the father. <laughs> you are not the father. <laughs> so, and I then cultures that. in the Middle East... And some sources say that it originated specifically in Armenia. Okay. Practice divination in this fashion using leftover coffee grounds, specifically from Turkish coffee. Which we will talk about later. Which we're going to talk about later. So how do we do this shit? We're going to do it with you. Do you have your tea? Okay, okay, okay. I've never made tea. So tell me. Okay, so. Please, how to do this. So I'm going to open this little bag. So we open the bag first. What if it just spilled everywhere? Um, just be careful because this is my room. <laughs> oh, what a cute little bag, though. Like, I like their stamp. I love it. Okay, so you're going to put a pinch of tea leaves in the cup, and then we're going to pour boiling water over them. Okay. So you take a pinch? Just a pinch. So you're going to put a pinch of tea leaves in the cup, and we're going to pour boiling water over but them. But what if it's too watery? Whatever. I hate this anyway. Yeah. You're right. I'm not going to enjoy it regardless. Okay. Is this a pinch? What's a pinch? Is a pinch three fingers? Because that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing, too. Okay. So now I'm going to... Pour it onto oh my, my knees. Beautiful. And then we, we let it steep for three minutes. And I guess you just like talk shit for like three minutes. Okay. I can do that. I love to talk shit. Okay. That's basically the only thing I do. Anyway, so we've talked shit. Has so, that been three minutes? I think so. Okay, perfect. So finer tea leaves are better than larger tea leaves because large tea leaves are harder to read or maybe don't have as much like subtlety to the forms that they take. Okay. We're supposed to drink the contents of the cup, leaving tea leaves in a very small amount of liquid. And then once we get down, we're going to swirl, swirl the cup. It. I mean, this is pretty hot. I don't think I'm going to like chug this or anything. So I have a question. When drinking tea, do I drink whatever shit's up here? Like yeah, all so all the... of our stuff is floating, right? I don't think yeah. you're supposed to drink the floaty bits. But how do you not drink the floaty bits? I don't You just want to maybe blow them away. I don't know. Get out of here. So the diviner, which is, I guess, you, is now going to look at the tea leaves and sort of allow their imagination to wander. Oh, the face she's making. She sips some of the tea. Is it supposed to get, like, stuck in your teeth? <laughs> Did we do this wrong? I don't know. Get down there. 
Get down. I thought it was a pinch, but it also might have been an American pinch, but it was bigger than a normal pinch. Because my fat sausage <laughs> fingers. Because we live in a world of excess in our culture. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. So traditionally, you're supposed to read the cup from present to future by starting along the rim at the handle. And then you follow the symbols downward in a spiral until you reach the bottom, which is supposed to symbolize the far future. The handle, which is what you're holding, represents you or the person receiving the message. So any tea leaf shapes that are close to the handle describe things that are presently affecting you. Anything to the left is the past, and anything to the right is the immediate future. Okay. Symbols near the rim or the top of the cup will quickly occur within days. Oh my God. Symbols in the middle third of the cup are the near future, a couple of weeks. And then the bottom third or base is the distant future, possibly months away. So I have a question. Okay. I probably don't have an answer. Do you have to drink it? What if I poured it into a toilet? <laughs> Can I still read it? So I actually, this is so funny. I cut this out of our notes, but there was a practice where you could pour it out. But you got to <laughs> leave a little bit. No, I'm going to. I'll try. I'm here. I'm here spend the next 10 minutes sipping on this tea most readers see images only in dark tea leaves against a white or neutral background but some will read reverse images so it's like the white shapes that happen between the black shapes here's a special note something that i came upon is that you're not supposed to cut open tea bags because tea bag tea is cut too finely to form recognizable figures in the cup and tea leaf reading has its own historic system of symbolism as well so like you have to look up what these different images mean because the way that different images mean in other contexts don't necessarily apply to tea leaf reading does that make okay. sense so it's yeah. like like if you see a bear and in your culture or history a bear means ucla ucla <laughs> it's not gonna mean ucla in the tea leaf reading but it might mean that your parents paid for you to get into college <laughs> we don't know how is it right in my, in my teeth <laughs> why is it on your teeth it's garbage it's garbage it's garbage in my mouth at least i'm politely swallowing it Something else that I thought was really cool was that there are special fortune-telling teacups that you can buy. A lot of people usually use like simple white or like neutral color cups because it's easier to read against like a dark. That makes sense. Dark substance. But there are also these cups that developed in like the 19th century where potters started making like cups that have diagrams on them so that it's easier for you to read the placement. Oh. So it's like with spirals and stuff and it's like this is near the handle so like this section is the future and this section is the past and I was like that's so helpful. Yeah. And they also have zodiac cups so if you want to like intersect astrology with tea leaf reading. Woof. Right? That's next level shit. If life's not complex enough for you now you need with my sun sign my moon sign my rising sign my fucking Pluto sign Pluto's not even a planet anymore I don't know. What's my north node? What's my south node? Ah! What's in the 12th house? And then there's also like these symbol cups have like different animals. There's like tarot cups and there's cups that are like cards. So it's like spade and oh, okay. like playing card cups, which people also use for divination. I was just like so taken aback by the level of complexity. I guess people that drink tea just get bored. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like with divination, we probably should have just started with Ouija boards and worked our way up from there. That's not divination, though. That's just talking to the dead. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah? Yeah. I'm afraid of it. 
Maybe. Can we do it at your house? Because my house is actually I haunted. Heard died at my apartment. What? Yeah, that's what Chelsea said. But I think it was like he died of natural cause, like he was old. You don't know that. But How I don't do know because Art ha- told us that no one else lived there before us. So I'm very confused who's telling the story. That's a lie. That apartment is not new. No. That's an old building. Yeah. It's like no one's lived there before you this year. I mean, maybe he'd be down to talk the ghost maybe in my apartment yeah we could do that yeah it doesn't feel like a very sinister vibe or anything so i think that guy would be pretty cheerful but i also heard that they get mad if you're just like yo i'm fucking with the undead wait no i'm the undead i'm fucking with the dead <laughs> i hear the undead i don't fucking know who soon I to am. be dead ha <laughs> Or the zombies. Zombies are undead. And so are vampires. So it's like you're dead and you've been undead. No, I think that we're not dead. Is this why people drink tea? Just to have these discussions? I guess. It's very nice. I just usually don't know what to do with my hands. And I guess now that I know what to do with my hands. This is why I always buy coffee. Just so I have something to hold. Was there anything we have to do before we get to the end of the cup or anything? Or you just drink it and leave like a little bit in there to swirl? Yeah, you have to leave just a little tiny piece of water. And then, yeah, you swirl it. Yeah, now that I'm looking at this image of the Grimm, this has like so much less tea leaf in it. Maybe you do drink some. Do you drink the tea leaf? Can you drink the the leaf? Is it good for you? It is safe to drink the tea made from tea leaves. <laughs> and it is safe if you eat the tea leaves themselves at the bottom of the cup. So yes, I guess you can eat the tea. All right. Can you eat a tea bag? <laughs> I don't like how it feels in my throat. It's like caught in my throat. Oh, is it? That's gross. Now I'm steeping tea leaf. I'm steeping tea in my throat. And now everything that I eat now, this wine I'm going to drink in a minute, is just going to be tea wine. I mean, I have these blueberries, but you don't like blueberries. I don't. I'm so concerned. (coughs) (laughs) The tea is killing me. (coughs) Tea's going to make me need to pee. Yeah, it does have caffeine in it. They are pea leaves. So what we should have done, I guess, is instead of this tea leaf situation, made some Turkish coffee. Yeah. I think we would have together enjoyed it more. Coffee readings are traditionally practiced using Turkish coffee or any method of coffee brewing that leaves ground sitting at the bottom of the cup. So most of the coffee in the cup is consumed, but the sediments are left, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like the same like tea. How you should do a reading for Turkish style coffee. Teach me. Step one, make the coffee. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to do that. We're skipping that. Google it. YouTube it. Add an extra half teaspoon of ground coffee to the recipe just to make sure you get all the sediments you need in it. Once it's brewed, same as with the tea, you pour your coffee into a plain white cup so that you can see the sediments against the white. And so it helps make the images sharper and easier to read. As you take the last sip of the coffee, you're supposed to make a personal wish. And then whoever is reading your cup is supposed to say whether your wish will come true or not. Without knowing what the wish is, do you say it out loud? I don't know. If it's a personal wish, maybe you don't say it. Maybe, maybe you or don't. Or you whisper it into the cup. Yeah. I feel like with all the symbols, you can probably get the, the idea if it's going well or not for you. Like, there's a lot of dicks in this coffee crowd. <laughs> it's like a fucking bachelorette party over here. <laughs> what is this? It's the Grim. <laughs> Swirl the coffee once you're done drinking it by making three horizontal circles clockwise. Your goal is to move the sediments around and evenly spread it around the entire inside of the cup. Then you turn the cups upside down on a saucer quickly so that the grounds at the bottom will move along the side of the cup. Then you will look at the whole impression, not just taking individual symbols within the coffee ground. So think of Professor Trelawney's The Grim Reading. You're supposed to see the the big picture. 
-hmm. And kind of the same with tea. You start with the cup's handle and you move from right to left if the person is right-handed or left to right if you're left-handed. Also, it said never give a cup to a different reader, which I think means we all experience life differently and a different person will see your grounds differently. So it doesn't really help you get your fortune read if you just keep passing it off to 20 different people. So maybe just stick with one and convince yourself that's the right reading. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fact check this shit. Don't fact check. Or maybe like pass it around until you get the reading you like. I don't know. And there are five categories when reading Turkish coffee in the cup. So the left area is the present time. Right area is the future time. The handle is love life related events. The front rim is wealth and money. And the bottom cup area is home and family affairs. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So when reading, here are the basic rules. Very basic. Observe with concentration. Look at the coffee. Use imagination and personal instincts. Think about the coffee. Interpret the symbol. Google the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) She liked that one. That's just all this show is. (laughs) We're an advanced study of how to Google weird things. So when interpreting, just so you know, letters of the alphabet normally mean initials of someone's name who can be a friend or foe, but it could also mean the letter of a name of a place. Okay. And numbers can be dates, time, or age. And then the copy reading ends with a call from the reader to stamp the grounds with your finger. So essentially you like put your finger in there and you like make a little dent in it but the symbol that you've created will represent your personality so alicia's finishing up her tea i'm gonna give her some time and i'm gonna tell you about some common symbols i mean you can google these lists they're so long it's, it was actually exhausting we went through and we were like we just gotta pick like 10 or something these are our favorites <laughs> so the first one i have for you and they're in alphabetical order the first one is an angel which is for good news, especially in love-related matters. The second one is an arrow, which I found distressing, which is for bad messages or news. Another one is birds, which is for good luck and possibly a good journey, which is exciting because, like, all the birds are coming back to New York now. They're migrating. They're migrating back up. Yay. Yeah, like, we had a great spring break, and now we're here for this spring. The next one is a boat, which is a visit from a friend. The next one is a circle, which is you should be expecting money or presents. Ooh. I love presents. That sounds cool. A coffin means a lengthy sickness or the death of a loved one. Followed by triangles, which is for good luck or an unexpected inheritance. Is it good luck if someone dies and you receive a lot of money? It depends who dies, I guess. Maybe it depends on how much money, I guess. I guess, true, yeah. (laughs) You've inherited all of my seashells. Waste. When you die, what am I going to inherit? Artemis. She's never going to (laughs) die. No. (laughs) Ever. Okay. She'll bury us both. <laughs> oh, no. Scatter our ashes in the yard. <laughs> in her litter box. In her litter box. Okay, going back up to Hourglass, which is imminent danger. Ooh, yikes. Running out of time, Wa- baby. Watch out for those arrows. Next is Lines, which is for a journey. And the direction of the journey when reading with nearby symbols. Wavy lines mean a difficult journey, while straight lines can mean peace, happiness, and a long life. Mushrooms are a sudden separation of lovers following a fight. Yikes. Scissors means an argument or breakup. Can you tell that I think that I had like a specific idea in mind when I was picking out these symbols? The next one is a snake, which is a bad omen. Do do you think the snake will have like a little tongue? Wouldn't that just look like a wavier line? I think you're right. I don't know. Shit. And then a square is comfort and peace. 
Okay, I want that one. I want to be a square. I just need, yeah. It's like a little bit of stability. I really don't want a dramatic reading. Okay, so. I just want to coast. So we swirl. So we swirl, like in any way? I don't know. Yeah, I got nothing up here. I got a crescent moon. Where? Check this shit out. I don't know. That looks like a wavy arrow. It looks like a curled arrow. I think, is it a moon? Or is it a snake? And then I have a square. It could be a square. So it doesn't matter if it's. Is that a mushroom? If it's like the black sediment, the black brown sediment makes a shape, or if the white around it makes a shape, like either could be shapes. Yeah, I guess it's like you're supposed to just like think about your tea, and then whatever pops out to you, you're using your intuition. I don't think it's necessarily like the leaves themselves. You were the conduit. You were the the little antenna for the divine to come down and inspire you through these tea leaves. I think. Okay. Are you ready? Because I googled all the shit in your tea leaves. Perfect. Okay. So a bird near the top of the rim can indicate a protection bubble around you, a spiritual protection bubble, but it also calls for certain actions from within yourself. So you need to be some sort of action or change that needs to happen within yourself. The dragon Mm -hmm. indicates dramatic changes in your life through the actions of others, but this result will often be favorable. Okay. Okay. Good. Dragons are always cool, so I'm glad to hear that's a cool fortune. That's cool as fuck. Like, you're basically very cool, and that's what the tea leaves are telling you. Oh, thank God. (laughs) I don't have a laptop, but as long as I'm cool... The woman in the bottom of the cup, since she's so big, it's most likely that she has some sort of maternal or motherly role in your life. And if she appears at the bottom, it indicates that there's a new start on the horizon. The reason the woman appears in the bottom is that there will be a female that will help you on your way in life. Mm, I'll take it. Women stick together, baby. And then... I think that even more because next to her directly is like the big crescent moon, which mm-hmm. indicates prosperity and fame. Oh, that could be nice. <laughs> could that buy me a new laptop? Maybe. Maybe. You gotta f- find a sugar mama. What about her being a skeleton woman? That's very specific, but she's definitely skeletal in the face. So a skeleton in the bottom of the teacup is a good sign for you as it means that things are working for you. Okay. And to make sure that you have no pending issues. Everything's a pending issue. Kind of like an urgency. Maybe there's like a sense of urgency that you're feeling in your life but that things are working in your favor maybe due to this woman maybe this is one of my ancestors maybe dude what if it is dude great i just wish i knew her name (laughs) your tea leaves move (laughs) we get the ouija board out (laughs) (laughs) okay all right all right i'm gonna look at mine now okay cool i'm excited that wasn't bad that wasn't too bad this could have been worse I don't know what this man is. Man at the bottom. Sounded like a metaphor for your life. What? I don't know who this man is. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, shut up. Shut up. Uh, We play. We play. I think that's a mountain. Maybe a mountain at the bottom? Yeah, mountains are things. Is that a horse or a dog? there's like a hole in the side of that mountain that's making like a little star isn't that like what your psychic said something in the valley oh yeah shit yeah i gotta like pull my heart the light of my heart chakra out of the valley because the mountains are too big damn stupid dick what if that's verbatim what your tea leaves say? 
Ethan's like, you got to start listening. Well, he was also like, I'm seeing like steam or like smoke in front of a brick building. Does that mean anything to you? And I was like, yeah, I live in New York City in the fucking winter, you jackass. That's literally every building and every street ever. Yeah, that's true. But then when I went to Chicago. It was worse. When you looked outside my window and Uh it overlooked the Drake. Yeah. There's like a big smokestack and right behind that was like a brick building. And I was like, this motherfucker. He knew. I hate him. He knew. Okay. So let's see. So we know crescent moon means prosperity and that's like right at the top. Okay. Yay. That's good. Like near the sky. So immediate gratification. The square was comfort and peace. What is this? Like human shape with arms up. Touchdown. He's basically like, at first I was like, oh my gosh, this is, he looks like Hercules. Okay. That's pretty cool. Uh, is Hercules is complicated. Is he a good person? I don't know. I'm not sure. But you know who was? And she wasn't. But Meg was so cool. Yeah. If we're talking about cool people, there's Meg and then there's me. So <laughs> I'm on the come up. So we know that my crescent moon means prosperity. Yes. And that the square means comfort and peace. Mm-hmm. I have like this weird little muscular man, but it's like just his torso. So a man in the middle of the cup means you will triumph in all the temptations that are placed in your path. That is like Hercules. I know, I That's know. That's crazy. And then I have this mountain, and inside the mountain is like this little star. So the mountain at the bottom of the teacup is an indication that working hard is really important, and now is not the time to give up, and that I'm concentrating most of my time on negative energies, whether it be gossip or quarreling unnecessarily with people around me, which is true. <laughs> Making it impossible for me to have long-lasting friends that will help me develop in life. Okay. If I continue on this path, I'm going to end up limited and thus not progressing all the way to something. I don't know. And the inside star denotes like a closeness to someone in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like this mountain is this mountain that I'm building up that's preventing me from getting to closeness with someone in my life. Who? I don't know. Tell the pod. So it also represents optimism and that stars shine brightly in the darkest of night. So it also means like maybe a kind of clarification. Okay. I don't know. You will triumph in all temptations that are placed in your path due to the man. So that's good. The mountain is an indication that working hard is important. That makes sense. Work hard. You'll triumph. Got it. Now it's not the time to give up slash it's never the time to give up just take a break it's okay to give up just give up everybody no don't teach them that dump him i mean yeah i mean if you're having doubts get rid of him you concentrate most of the time with negative energies that's fair that's very winter it's very scorpio moon scorpio sun of you whether by gossiping oh gossiping's so much fun though I talk mad shit, though, I think. Oh, me too, though. I talk mad shit. That's why we only have each other. (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk mad shit about me, I think, is what it's saying. (laughs) Then you'll be alone. Um, We can help you develop in your life. Maybe it's just watch the mad shit you talk. Maybe. Maybe it's just watch it. Keep an eye on it. Even if it's, like, the shit you talk, even if it's fun or funny, sometimes, like, you say it enough that at least what you're shit talking is becomes true to yourself mm-hmm. so maybe that's what it is you might start looking at people differently who have really done no wrong to you <laughs> but just because of the shit talking you'll be like no they're shitty they're like so bad at this one thing and mm-hmm. it's like they haven't done anything to you chill <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out I don't know how to. Maybe it's just saying to chill. If you continue on this path, you might end up limited because y'all lose that fucking friend, thus not progressing. Probably just like progressing means growing mm-hmm. because you lack 
the drive to progress in life. Yeah. Because you'll also limit the people you're around. And so if you don't have, like, those people around who you kind of shit talk about, but you might be shit talking about them because they might inspire you or, like, provoke some kind of fear or, like, something you don't have in yourself in your own way. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'd be, a like, if you don't have these people who could make you get out of your comfort zone or, like, make you try new things or even just instill a little fear in you then you're not going to be working as hard because you don't have those people around you that you want to like keep up and match with yeah yeah this is my interpretation i'm professor trelawney (laughs) and then as a symbol astrologer denotes growing closeness to someone in life represents optimism and the highest ideals in faith star shines brightly in the darkest night so as a symbol it means you will find clarification in a situation which has been bothering you for a while but it's like inside the mountain so, so i it's think like that's through like, this yeah trial or through this movement forward or maybe just you see the trial and know the steps you need to make because the star is there at the end mm-hmm. and like it's one of those things where you like you know it it's innately in you mm-hmm. or like that goal is there like it is tangible it can happen and so maybe it's just not letting the mountain get in the way. Have you ever heard the story about the mountain? It's like either Tom Hanks or some actor spoke at a graduation ceremony and talked about the mountain as like this far off place and it's your goal, right? And that as long as you're walking towards the mountain, mm-hmm. there's not one single path that leads you to it. Yeah. Between there will be rivers and there will be lakes and there will be trees and cliffs and stuff like that. But as long as you're making your way towards the mountain and not turning away from it, that you will eventually meet your goal. And it's like important to take a moment and assess, am I moving towards my mountain or am I moving away from my mountain and like being okay with meandering as long as you're heading forward yeah like I can go play in the forest for a bit but I gotta I still gotta see the mountain over the trees yeah I gotta be able to see my mountain if I'm looking around I have to make sure that it's like not behind me yeah I like that yeah there you go what do you take away from this all I gave you some words of advice you did and I was like I said You were like, stop talking shit about me. Stop talking shit (laughs) about me specifically. (laughs) Keep going forward. Yeah, keep going forward. It looks good. It looks good. I think that right now I'm very content with where I'm at and that like maybe that's made me sleepy. Yeah. You ever feel that way? Yeah. I'm I'm so comfortable with being uncomfortable right now that... Were you worried that if you turned your cup around you were going to see the grim or something? Yeah. Because I had that fear for a second. I was really anxious. (laughs) I was like, oh no. Okay. I think we did it. I think we told the future. You got to work really, really hard, and I got to find some woman to help me. Because <laughs> women stick together, guys. Oh, man. This was enlightening. This was. Now I need some more wine. Let's take a wine break. It. Which is in the news. Finally. It's been episodes without some news. Did you miss me? I did, actually. Guys, don't worry. While we have not been talking about witches in the news, things have been happening for witches in the news. So I'm like, yes. Here we go. This was an easy list to make this time. Witches marks have been found in caves. According to a BBC article, hundreds of witches marks were discovered at Cresswell Crags, Nottinghamshire, that date back to the 17th and 18th centuries. Oh, shit. These markings were found in a limestone gorge during a cave tour. At first, they were thought to be graffiti, so they've been dismissed for years. Like, no (laughs) one thought this was a real fucking thing. They were like, ah, children. Stupid kids. Teenagers. It was only 
until this past February that the markings have been identified as markings for protection against evil spirits from leaving the underworld. How wild. Which means this cave is thought to have been a path to the underworld, right? I guess that's the next logical step. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Ooh, creepy. Wow, we should hear more about that. That's unnerving but so protection marks like these are most commonly found in medieval churches and houses near the entrance points like doorways windows and fireplaces so this was like a big deal it blew up on my news feed like everyone's about these witches marks and it's also very cool because when i saw witches marks i was like this is gonna be like so anti-witch you know was it no because it was just the evil spirits so unless evil spirits mean witches which maybe because it was the 17th and 18th century this was just used as like a charm or a spell for protection for the nearby village so that nothing would get out and ever harm them that's amazing which is yeah. protecting Witches everybody protecting yeah I fucking love it. I thought that was great. In other news, back in India, there is a new memorial in India that commemorates witch hunt victims. So on March 1st, a memorial was dedicated to victims of witch hunts in India's eastern state of Odisha as part of a campaign to stop the branding and persecution of women as witches, which as we know from previous Witch Yes episodes still persists in the country today. Which is crazy. Exactly. And so heartbreaking. It's really sad. The memorial was commissioned by the Indian government, which is great that the government at least is getting involved in this it has a statue of a woman at the center surrounded by plaques with the names of 55 women killed over suspicions that they were witches like it's very beautiful like it's a very aesthetically pretty and yet heartbreaking statue to see mm -hmm. in 2016 there were 134 murders linked to witch hunts that's crazy and women's rights campaigners say that illiteracy, superstition, and a rigid caste hierarchy encourages the practice today still. Mm -hmm. An awareness campaign was also launched with special vans driving into villages, distributing pamphlets, and making announcements over loudspeakers. Since, like, illiteracy is such a big thing still in some parts of India mm -hmm. that they need loudspeakers to actually communicate the message for people who can't read the pamphlet. Which is stop killing each other. Yeah. It's like... Calm down. Stop saying old women are killing your children. They're not. They just want to be old. They just they just want to be old. And then our last news segment for the day is a modern witch has found her perfect match on Tinder. So United Kingdom witch Kate Goth was over going on bad dates and having her heart broken time and time again. What do we all understand? So one day she wrote in her journal that she was off men for good and would only accept a man whose charm and wit were equal to what she imagined after Tom Hiddleston to be. <laughs> This bitch a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she seemed... She, she's fine, but Tom Hiddleston, I was like, give me, like, the girth and strength of Jason Momoa. Like, I don't know. Shit. Is it because we're Americans? We want those big boys. Maybe. Give me those big boys. Honestly, the dumber, the better. Like, bring them over. <laughs> like, shit. Two weeks later, she found her own Tom Hiddleston in the form of Adam Taylor. He was perfect. He was even a practicing Norse pagan. Aww. Perfect. Witch, pagan, perfect. The only catch, he lived 25 miles away, which is about an hour drive from Kate. So it's like, you know, relatively inconvenient for us 
in the modern age still. So what does a witch in crisis do? She casts a spell. So Kate went to a tree in the woods, as most witches do, where she often performed magic. She cast a protection spell around her and then placed on the ground some bread and herbs as an offering along with three coins. Each one represented a desire for abundance and fortune, happiness for her friends and family, and abundance in love. A week later, Adam was dismissed from his job and they decided he would move in with her. Apparently, Adam was a bit surprised when Kate eventually told him about her spell, but they're still together, so I guess having him laid off from his job wasn't a total deal breaker after all. My dark magics got you fucking fired so you can be with me. She was like, oh, I wasn't expecting this to happen, but I don't know. I don't know how it would feel. I mean, he, from what I read, he worked at a furniture store. So there are furniture stores everywhere. So I guess, yeah. he could easily hop to another job. Was but it his dream job? I don't know. Is this ethical? <laughs> Does it have to be? Do witches have to be? Like, adhere to an ethical practice? I mean, I mean, yes, everyone should. <laughs> I guess. But if it brought them happiness, how important was that job versus like any other job? If a job's just a job. Yeah. But a witch is a witch. And a witchy relationship. Is that better than a job? I don't know. What if he was really into his career? Yeah, but like That's is, the thing. is he working at the furniture store? Or is he making furniture? I don't like know. if you're just working at fucking They didn't go deeper into it because I'm assuming it was sad. <laughs> they were like, This is a happy story. <laughs> we're not gonna tell you anymore. That's great. That is. Congrats. Has Marcel ever performed any magic? He's a stone, for doesn't me. he? Didn't you? He prayed to a candle for money. I did too. I told him to. <laughs> I was like, everyone in our family, we're going to get Artemis up here. Like, everyone's going to pray to this candle right now. <laughs> Once a day until it's done. I'm surprised our apartment didn't catch on fire. <laughs> in all honesty. Bought a stone. That's good. That's a huge improvement. A what? Who? Who's. <laughs> oh, we're going to put the call over that. <laughs> <laughs> you know which one. <laughs> I know which one. Marcel knows which one. <laughs> That's the important thing. He, yeah, he bought a stone, so I was like, you're basically a pagan. Yeah. And which, he's also Catholic, so it's like, yeah, I mean, you're basically a witch anyway. Hellfire! <laughs> dark fire! Yeah. <laughs> you singing the, the fucking hunchback from No Trip <laughs> That's the best song on it, though. Oh, God. What are the other fucking songs? There's the one where he's like singing about the festival and about being free, I think. Do it. I don't remember it. See? I should watch that film again. Oh, it's so dark and crazy. Didn't that old man, he he was upset with Esmeralda because he got a boner over her, right? Yeah. And then he was like, you're he was a like a priest. Bitch. Yeah. And then he was like, wanted her to be with him. Yeah, and then she, and she said, said no. no. And then was like, I'm going to yeah. have this tantrum. Yeah. As white men are prone to do. So... We are going to move into our final segment, which I have picked this specific spell. Yes. Because I have dark plans. Okay. Evil plans. All right. I'm a witchy ne'er-do-well. Tell me more, I guess. (laughs) I'm so scared. So I picked a spell to prompt someone to dream of you. So I dream of too many people already. Is everyone doing the spell on me? That's possible. Oh my god. I found it on Tumblr a couple weeks ago. Please stop doing this on me. I've dreamt of everyone I've ever known and they're all weird always. Really? Are they sexy? Are some sexy at least? Some are sexy but some are like, why? Why? So, here's a simple spell using herbs, candles, and crystals to invoke dreams involving you 
in this case of a loving nature, in the mind of someone you know. You will need all or any combination of the following. One, an amethyst for dreamwork, divination, and psychic energy. Two, lavender for sleep, dreams, and wishes. Three, a bay leaf for psychic visions and dreams. Four, cinnamon for spiritual vibrations and love. Five, pink, red, and white candles. Think Valentine's Day. Okay. Six, paper and pen. And seven, a fabric or cord, preferably in pink, purple, or white. So what's a cord? I don't know, like a shoestring or like yeah, a... that's like a that's like a shoestring looking thing. Yeah, yeah. like a, like some sort of thread that's been braided, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like a graduation. That's oh. like a cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna cast your circle, which is sort of like you're gonna cleanse and protect yourself. Okay. You're going to light the candles on your altar or workspace. And lay down a square of fabric on your work surface. This is where you're going to assemble your herbs. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the center of the fabric, I want you to place down your bay leaf. And on a small piece of paper, I want you to write the name of the person you wish to dream of you. Are you writing it? I am. It's a long name, isn't it? First, middle, and last. I need all of that? Junior. What if I don't have that information? The third. Well, Google it. All right, that's true. You're going to fold up the piece of paper and place it on top of your bay leaf. And then place your amethyst on top of that. It's like a sandwich. Okay. Get it, sandwich? I love it. I love it. So around your bay leaf, I want you to sprinkle the lavender and cinnamon in a circle. And as you do, I want you to visualize the nature of the dream you wish this person to have. It could be romantic. It could also be platonic. It could also be evil. But not sorry, evil. Sorry. I mean platonic and fun. What a fun, not evil thing. After you feel like you've charged the herbal circle with your intent, I want you to gather the corners of the cloth together so that the ingredients form a little sachet, like a little bag, like a little, you know, like a little hobo bag that people take on trains. Yes, one of those. And then you're going to wrap the cord around the corners to tie it close and knot it three times. That sounds important. I think so. Okay. So for this incantation, you will name the target of your dream spell and use their appropriate pronouns. And this one, I've chosen a name and a gender at random. So with each knot, I want you to chant. For Jason Momoa, (laughs) I summon dreams of me. These magic herbs will let him see my beauty as he softly sleeps. This is my will, so mote it be. Again, for Jason Momoa, I summon dreams of me. These magic herbs will let him see my beauty as he softly sleeps. This is my will. So mote it be. And then a third time. So place the sachet underneath your pillow and sleep with it for three nights. And I don't know if the dream happens in those three nights or after the three nights. And just make sure maybe you wear some sexy lingerie. Just in case. Just in case. Or a suit. Or naked. Or be naked. Just sleep naked. Or in a prom dress, as I have been doing. Not a wedding dress. (laughs) Nah, those are expensive. Those are expensive. Those are very expensive to sleep in. So I want to thank Sylvia, who is Leo D. Rune Witchcraft on Tumblr. And she's in Portland, Oregon. And she's Woo-hoo. a green witch, which I was like, what's up, girl? What's up? Okay. 
What a crazy episode. What a crazy episode. Into our future. Way to fucking call me out in my tea. Yeah, stop gossiping about people. I just love gossip. All right, so we have some people we'd like to thank. We would like to thank Mallory Porter, our creative director, Marcel Perez, our producer and editor, and Kevin McLeod for doing the music you hear during the intro and outro. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. If you could, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Pod and wherever else you are listening to this, I guess. I don't know if you like Spotify or you just like put your ear in a seashell. You hear it through the wind. Witches. Woo. All right. And this has been Witch, Witch Yes. yes.